Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And you know... It's quite interesting. Our discussion with James Edwards for two hours yesterday. You know, we have different opinions on how we ought to go about the solutions, right? James believes there's no way except for just secede and separate. You know, uh, thepoliticalcesspool.org is his website. James is a great, brilliant mind. <clears throat> and some of us who are strict constitutionalists who want to return to the republic and the constitution, you know, kind of uh, whenever people talk secession, we just think, oh, my gosh, you know, they're off the rails. They're crazy. Or, you know, those... Uh, and I am one of those. I, I, I don't think that the secession is the answer. I don't think a con-con is the answer. See, returning to what made America great is the answer. All other ideas are neat. They sound awesome. They're kind of sexy, if you will. They have great appeal. But you know what? If you're not very careful, what do they say? An ounce of prevention's, an ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure? Kind of an idea. Look, um, you know what? A civil war in America would not be good. We've already experienced that once. Uh, and you know what? <clears throat> we only have one blueprint that has the 200-plus-year track record of success. That is the Constitution. You know, uh, drastic changes just aren't help helpful, in my opinion. If we're not careful, we uh, kind of go from the frying pan into the fire, right? Uh, you know, others would see it differently, though, and I want to be very clear about this. Just because I'm very firm in my beliefs and just because I think I'm convinced that I'm right— that doesn't mean that I have all the answers or that any other opinion is wrong or that we need to kind of freak out at other people's opinions or we need to be kind and gentle and respectful. We need to look for ways to work together, ways to hold the moral high ground, ways to respect other beliefs. So you know what? I'm not against James Edwards. He believes that. And I basically highlighted I think a lot of people want to jump to secession, but they don't think the practicality of it. If you're not careful, you get Utah that secedes and, say, Tennessee, where James lives, that secedes from the Union. Now you've got two secessionary states that are isolated and separated, so they can't even work together very, very effectively. So, you know, some of these things, um, are they're going to take uh, a lot of planning and a lot of work and a lot of humility and a lot of, uh, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So we've got to find a way forward uh, that has logic, that has, uh, you know, and I personally believe sticking to the Constitution with all of our problems, preparing a Zion, a righteous people. I don't mean Zionism, folks. Jettison that idea in your heart. But Zion people, meaning a kind, loving, Christ-like people based on the fundamental unit of society, the family. That is the best way that we preserve the nation until the Savior returns. Okay, we're not going to save the whole nation. We're not going to turn everyone from their wickedness. But we can speak truth to power. We can testify of Jesus Christ. We can point people to the solutions, ladies and gentlemen. That is God, family, and country. 
And when it comes to God, the Bible, the scriptures are the key. When it comes to family, you know what? The family is the fundamental unit of society based on traditional God-ordained marriage, based on multiplying and replenish the earth, based on husbands and wives loving each other, based on children honoring their parents, based on parents teaching their children the gospel of Christ. Okay, that's family. Country, uh, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, is the closest we've ever been to a free society balancing the proper role of government, protecting the people. When we lose that balance, it's because we're not obeying the principles or following the principles in the Constitution. Now, is the Constitution perfect? No. Can you find problems with it? Yes. But I'm telling you that any change you make will just add problems. Okay, that's the problem. I don't know that we can make it any better because we have an immoral society now. We don't have the founding fathers and the brilliant minds and the recognition directly that God's in his heaven. And how can a nation rise without his aid? We don't have that viewpoint, ladies and gentlemen. If you said, how can our nation rise without God's aid in Congress right now, uh, you'd be harassed, right? So there you have it. All right, looks like Kerry Lake will not concede governor's race. After media calls it for Hobbs, uh, new evidence shows more votes being counted, and it's even narrowing further. So insiders say Kerry Lake will not concede, and I say good for her. She should not. We also talked about Maricopa County election judge Michelle Swinnick speaks out. And she says, look, they had all kinds of shenanigans with ballots. All right. In my opinion, she says the machines were programmed to do this, and it was all planned. The process and the narrative, both machines and people, it was brilliantly done. They isolated the ballots to be replaced and not count them. And uh, anyway, in the old days, uh, you know, 2020, uh, their struggle was getting the ballot counts to match their shenanigans. This way it was easy for them to pull off. That's a very interesting statement, right? 223 bags. That way they've got everything isolated in the bags, and it's very hard to prove they cheated. We also uh, heard uh, 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 some statements from Catherine Engelbrecht of Truth of Out. She said, I believe the call of our generation is to claw back the deep institutional structures built up over decades that are responsible for the erosion of our freedom. It is not expected for us to face headwinds and obstacles in that process. The Republican Party, believe it or not, has been under a, uh, they call it a consent decree, for 40 years, ladies and gentlemen, in which it was not allowed to engage in ballot security activities. The party was released from the consent decree only in 2018. So, folks, you can see how it got ran off the rails. They've been committing election fraud to put a consent decree against one party and not the other. Catherine says, I don't tell you this to discourage you. I tell you this to have you inspired to join us in the hard work we have ahead. Amen, Catherine. That was our one of Liberty Roundtable Live with James. Our two, Trump, quote, I am proud to tell you that I just announced from Mar-a-Lago that I'm officially running for president of the United States. It's a mixed bag now. Some are loving it. Some are hating it. The question is, who could challenge Trump in 2024? The only one that might get it done right now is DeSantis. DeSantis responds to a, an abrupt Trump attack and basically kindly says, look, this is all noise. 
Forget it. Let's work and get things done. You know what? Amen to Ron DeSantis on that point. That's what I mean by a, a uniter rather than a divider. He didn't fire back at Donald. I know Donald did that to protect his turf and make sure that others don't mix up or mess up his bid for the presidency. I get that kind of, you know, but it wasn't kind. Donald shouldn't have responded that way to to uh, Ron. And Ron held the moral high ground. Good for him. Will Trump become the Speaker of the House is a very good question. Some are saying it's a long shot and it'll never happen. But I say, uh, you know what? I, Trump very well could be. Some would say, well, he'd have to stoop to that. And I say, no. It would put him in third in line to be the president no matter what. It would also let him really define the direction of the House and set the standard and the leadership of the new, quote, Republican Party to take president. Right? That, that's the question. Will that happen? All right. We also talked about Bob Songer of Klickatech County, Washington, did hold on and was reelected. Great news on that point. All right, that's the end of the news the networks refuse to use. News Today starts now. And uh, I've got a CSPOA, a Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association, notice to members. Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association is pleased to announce the following organizational adjustments. As of November 1st, 2022, Sam Bushman, that's myself, is now the CEO of the CSPOA. Sam will run all day-to-day CSPOA operations until further notice. Tanya Benson, National Director of Administration, an executive assistant along with constitutional attorneys as well as former and current sheriffs, will share the load via the newly created CSPOA Advisory Board. Sheriff Mack, founder of the CSPOA, will be the advisory chair for the first year. The CSPOA remains in capable hands and will carry on as usual. Now, I want to make one point. Richard I. Mack will maintain ownership, complete authority, and veto authority of the CSPOA. So Richard Mack will continue to be involved. We sign it, Team CSPOA. This is not because uh, there's anything wrong with Richard. We really need to set up something, folks. We need to set up, as the CSPOA gets more and more and more popular, we need to set up an organization that can handle a tremendous growth. We're getting so many inquiries. We're getting so much support that it is just a blessing and a half. But as a result, you know what? Richard can't handle all the day-to-day operations. Richard can't handle all the different things that are going on. He's just one guy. He can't speak everywhere. He's trying to write some books for the CSPOA, and he can't get a minute to get it done. So this is not an effort in any way except for to put in or put people in place for growth. Uh, Rick Dalton will still remain um, in charge of uh, legislative uh, liaison nationally and for the state of Arizona. He will also be still involved in the state chapter development, outreach, and support. Uh, Rick Dalton, his position is not changing at all. We're just spreading out the load. That's all we're doing. Have faith in our efforts at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. We're making an incredible difference, folks. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sam Bushman, and man, there's so much news to announce. I'm failing at getting all the people on the radio that are supposed to be here. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to make the... Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, do we got Kelly Finnegan? Welcome, sir. I am here. Excellent. Brian Russ, RussCreditGift.com. Hey, thank you much, Sam. Delighted to have both you gentlemen with me. We have a lot. Uh, no, you don't want Lowell. You want Eldon Stahl, Cameron. All right, so um, there's so much to cover, so little time, Brian Rust. Let's talk about honest money first. Where's gold sitting? Gold is 1761.7. 1761.70. Yep. Uh, let's see, is that up? It's down uh, a teeny bit, right? Down, well, I was up a couple of weeks ago. I, it's up from there. Uh, last week, I'm trying to think. All right. Uh, from Kelly's last week, it's down slightly, like six bucks. But we're talking seventeen sixty-one seventy. How about silver? Uh, Twenty-one oh three. And that's down a teeny bit as well, down from sixty-two cents. What do you say to that slight change with all the election shenanigans and everything else? Uh, that slight change is kind of surprising, Kelly. Well, the slight change just shows you that gold and silver are doing what they're supposed to do. And it's more of what's going on with the economy. You know, it's, it's not uh, who who uh, is in charge of the money. It, well, I guess it is in charge of who's in charge of the money, not who's in control of the power. That's the, the important thing. You know, as uh, I think it was Rothschild said. 
All right. You want to add more to that, Brian? Well, yeah, I mean, we see, uh, like I keep saying, you know, over, over the last little while, these, these peaks and valleys, if we, if we stare at this uh, exchange and watch these peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys will probably drive us crazy. You know, one minute we're, we're happy, the next we're irritated and happy and irritated. It seems like the, the news that, that's kind of thrown at us every day. It's, you know, one minute we're thinking things are moving in the right direction, the next minute there's a twist and uh, smoke and mirrors, and now it's down and up and down and up. Now you just, yeah, that's it's. You know, causing havoc, if we watch it, just stare at it, I'll tell you. Eldon Stahl, welcome back. He's field field coordinator of the John Birch Society, jbs.org, and thenewamerican.com. Welcome back, sir. What do you say? Very slight change in gold and silver. Uh, Kelly brings up the wise point that, hey, we shouldn't be shocked. Gold and silver has that stability reality. I'm just surprised with the elections and everything else that have kind of gone on and the delayed counts and all the economic woes and the inflation, uh, you know, Etc. I'm just surprised it hasn't changed more. Not because gold and silver changes, but because the currency, the fake currency, fluctuates so mightily based on all kinds of other uh, paper plays and everything else. Uh, I'm a little surprised. What about you, Eldon? Yeah, um, sometimes it, it is a little surprising, but uh, I mean, I guess gold and silver it's a it's a little bit different uh, than say a speculative thing like uh, stocks or you know something like that. Um, although, of course, there are people that you might say they speculate or they they, they invest uh, in gold, but it's you know not quite the same uh, as say a, a security or something. Um, can I can I say I'll just quote Bill? Yes, Clinton please, Kelly. Bill Clinton from 1992. It's the economy, stupid. That's, yes, that's what he told George Bush. Kelly, I appreciate you being that on top of that for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You know, it's crazy, and it is the economy, stupid. And you know what shocks me a little bit about the election cycle, you know, the red wave didn't materialize like they had thought. Now, some are saying that it did, but it got muted by election fraud, and others are saying it didn't materialize and this and that and that and the other. It's no doubt a mixed bag. We've talked about the red went redder and the blue went bluer. Uh, But really, though, if it's the economy, stupid, a lot of people didn't get it, did they? Because neither are talking about a return to constitutional currency. Even Donald's 2024 announcement bid for being president didn't even mention honest money once. Kelly? I I think that just shows they've given up on ever being able to think that they could balance the budget. And they it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Don't want anybody to know. That's why they don't audit the, the Fort Knox anymore. You know, you don't want people to know what something's worth, so... I think it's all smoke and mirrors, and they're just pushing us in the direction they want us to, and it's those two sides against the public. Brian? Yeah, I think, you know, I I hope the fact that people are getting wiser. I mean, I mean, look at the agenda there. Look at what's happening. Look at they, they you know, they, they divert our, our watching of this that we're talking about right here over to this disaster here, and then to this disaster. And then, we hey, the war is going on, so we've got – you know, that issue going on. So they just kind of bounce us around and try to, but I hope people are waking up to the fact of, 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 of well, like, like voter fraud and all these things and, and things that are truth, you know, and if, if they get this, if we become wiser, we can, you know, we can make better decisions and so on. You know, I read this, what is it? Uh, uh, because paper money allows the wealthy and powerful vested interest in our economy to manipulate interest rates prices 
the money supply and credit to their advantage, right? So that's what paper's doing. So they're, they're, this spikes and valleys is in their thing. One of the things I saw today was dollar rally. How does the dollar rally when we're trillions of dollars in debt? It's such a joke. So Yeah, it rallied. They found a cheaper way to print toilet paper, sir. <laughs> That's right. Got a big rally going on. Just don't squeeze the Charmin, people. Don't do it. All right. Now, listen, <laughs> there's a couple of things I want to get to. Mitch McConnell of Kentucky overwhelmingly won re-election. He will m- remain minority leader in the Senate. This just proves the point Kelly made, which is, you know what, they've given up. That They're not even working on the fundamentals anymore. And, you know, we hear the old Republican Party's dead. The, the George Bush-esque kind of party's gone. Now it's the Donald Trump, the hardcore Republicans that are getting something done, make big change. Look at us. Look at me, Donald, for 2024. The new party's here. But they elect a Mitch McConnell once again overwhelmingly to what? Dishonestly control the Senate, uh, the, the minority on the Senate, and make sure that nothing good happens with our minority. Well, our minority's tiny, folks, meaning that, that that we don't, we barely have a minority. The majority versus the minority. There's not a big gap in the Senate now. Okay, we can use everything we have to stick together as a block and still have tremendous. But they've already given up and turned it over to people with the likes of Mitch Eldon. Yeah, well, part of it, of course, is the Senate doesn't change that much every two years compared to the House. Uh, there's only a third of them up for re-election every two years. But, uh, you know, there's, there's still— less than a quarter of the size to begin with in terms of numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, of course, each one, you know, they have quite a bit of weight um, in their vote, but still— uh, they, there's still um, not the demand there, I guess, from the people to say, "Hey, let's let's find some." I, who who would it be that would be minority leader or potential? Well, I'd put a Mike Lee or a Rand Paul leader. there personally. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I would too. So but you know, there the you have time, that. Yeah. Go ahead. Who's well? Do they represent a significant enough uh, portion of the Republicans in the Senate uh, to get elected? You know, that's that's the thing. Uh, the bulk of them are probably more like, uh, you know, John Thune from South Dakota. Yeah. Anyway, I, I bring that up because I just find it very, very interesting that you know we're expecting a big change out of the republicans and if they keep continue to put like a kevin mccarthy in the house and a mitch mcconnell in the senate there i don't really see a whole lot of difference whatsoever now if they get donald trump to be yep. um speaker of the house that might shake it all up uh, but time will tell any final thoughts on that brian well i think you're right i think it's the good old boy club and i think you know these guys you know it's they're in there. They've been in there a long time, and so they feel like, well, we can work together with them. I, I, I think they just are in cahoots with them, and so are you know. A lot of times, we don't see the changes we feel we ought to see, especially if we, you know, we have control. Like we had control here a few years back, uh, somewhat. And and how did that go? I mean, you get a Mitt Romney in there who said, yeah, I'm going to make changes. We're going to do this, and yet it's part, he's part of the, the the swamp. He's part of the good old boys club because hey, I don't want to rock my boat because hey, I'm 
I'm right in here. People, you know, I'm I'm making my money. I get the insider trading. I get anyway all that. I've been stuff, here so for decades. Really, the deep states yeah. maintaining control, Kelly. Oh yeah, I mean, Mitch McConnell was the guy that pulled funding from from, from close Senate races and then supported two Democrats for Senate. I mean, right. what does that tell you? What kind of guy that is? I mean, I, you could name off half a dozen people. You got Ted Cruz. Even Marco Rubio would be better than McConnell. McConnell, Yertle the Turtle. All right, Alex Vianuela, or however you say his last name, sheriff in L.A. County, California, admitted defeat to the Long Beach police chief. He was a former police chief, Robert Luna. So Alex Venezuela, Venezuela whatever the guy's name is, that big well-known sheriff lost. He's out. Got good news coming back to the break in seconds. Brian Rust. Kelly Finnegan on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The Labor Department reported Thursday filings for U.S. unemployment insurance fell slightly last week. Initial jobless claims, a proxy for layoffs, decreased by 4,000 to a seasonally adjusted 222,000. Weekly claims have hovered close to their 2019 average of 218,000 since early September. Republicans won the majority of seats in the House of Representatives in the midterm elections, ending Democrat control of Washington that has seen America lose her energy independence and new taxes on every American because of overspending inflation. The number two donor to the Democrat Party behind George Soros, billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried, went from industry leader to industry loser. He lost most of his fortune and saw his $32 billion company plunge into bankruptcy and became the target of an investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission and the Justice Department. Now the fallout. Cryptocurrency leader BlockFi is preparing a potential bankruptcy filing themselves after halting withdrawals of customer deposits and acknowledged it has significant exposure to bankrupt exchange FTX. More questions out of Moscow, Idaho. Two roommates were at the home while four University of Idaho students, barely in their 20s, were killed early Sunday morning but did not call 911 to report the incident until hours later. That's according to Moscow Police Department Chief James Fry. He went on to say... We do not have a suspect at this time, and we cannot say that there is no threat to the community. Heavy lake-effect snow in the Great Lakes region will affect tonight's Thursday night football game in Green Bay, Wisconsin, as the Packers host Tennessee. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. 
guaranteed. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan Silver Dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Brian Rust, Kelly Finnegan, Eldon Stahl, all on the round table, folks. And uh, I got a little bit of good news. want to get you guys' take on this. As of November 1st, 2022, Sam Bushman is now the CEO of the CSPOA. Sam will run all day-to-day CSPOA um, uh Sorry, CSPOA operations until further notice. Uh, CSPOA.org. Richard I. Mack will maintain ownership, complete control of, and author- veto authority on the CSPOA. Uh, so we're adjusting these at the CSPOA for further growth, folks, and I've been made the CEO. Kind of interesting, Brian. Yeah, way to go. I think it's awesome. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, this. all this is really just kind of a, uh, organizational changes to handle the growth that we've experienced. We're trying to get Richard to finish a book that he's been writing, and we just can't get him off the the uh, travel circuit uh, and, and uh, phone calls with sheriffs and everything enough to work on some of these things. So it's kind of good news. Any of the chime in on that, Eldon? Well, I know <laughs> a little bit of experience with the uh, John Birch Society. Um, you know, Hart Thompson, he used to be yes. uh, CEO of the John Burr Society. And now since he's retired two years ago, he's actually been putting out quite a few books. <laughs> he's able to yeah, do a lot more. Yeah, and that's exactly the point. These people don't retire. They just switch gears, right? And that's what we're talking about with Sheriff Mack. Yeah. He's going to uh, be the leader of the new advisory board we have. Uh, he's going to be writing some books. He's got He's got his hands full. He's not going away at all. We're just trying to spread out the load a little bit because it's just too intense as we grow. Uh, that's all. Any comment on that, Kelly? Yeah, I was going to say, you, you need to diversify because, you know, somebody can get really burned out when everything's thrown on just one guy. And other people have other good ideas, too, so that's, that's great. We still have Tanya, Rick, all the different people that all our state directors, everything else is in place, nothing else is changing. Uh, so we don't want anybody to freak out. We just want people to know we're, we're, we're gearing up for the growth that has already been happening, overwhelming us all, and it's going to continue to happen. So that's, um, you know, great news in my view. Um, however, I got to talk about a bad subject, folks, and I don't know how to talk about this, but I'm just going to let it rip. Okay, the Senate voted 62 to 37 to advance a bill codifying same-sex marriage. Um, I guess the deal is that they inv- they voted to invoke cloture on what's called the Respect for Marriage Act, which I believe is problematically misnamed. The bill would repeal the Defense of Marriage Act of 1996, a law signed by Bill Clinton that defined marriage as only between a, only a legal union between one man and one woman um, as husband and wife 
which effectively banned same-sex marriage at the federal level back then. Now they're trying to overturn this. Uh, It's bad news, but it gets worse for several of us who are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, because the headline says, LDS Church Official Statement 2022, the doctrine of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints related to marriage between a man and a woman is well known and has not changed. We are grateful for the continuing efforts of those who work to ensure the Respect for Marriage Act and that they're working on making it uh, include appropriate religious freedom protections. So they're about the religious freedom protections. They say, while respecting the law and preserving the rights of our gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender brothers and sisters, we believe this approach is the way forward. So they're giving complete support to the bill. As we work together to preserve the principles and practices of religious freedom together with the rights of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender individuals. They just put LGBT, by the way, though. Uh, We can... uh, Much can be accomplished to heal relationships and foster greater understanding. So uh, the problem that I see is the... LDS Church is now backing this legislation. Uh, it's very difficult because you don't want to really speak out against your church, your church leaders, etc. At the same time, I don't know that it's possible to remain silent, especially in my position. CEO of the CSPOA, well-known talk show host on radio and TV. I can't not really share my feelings and I can't lie to the public. My feelings are this bill is disaster, it's wrong, and we should absolutely be opposed to it. That's my opinion. And I want to express my opinion. I don't speak for the church. I'm not here to attack the church. I don't understand what they've done or why, but I know where my stance is. Uh, Do you have a thought on this, Brian? Well, I I agree with you, Sam. I think we need to be – because I I think if our voice isn't out there, it's not that we we hate people. You know, a lot of times it's it's because they – you know, the the LGBT – they, they think we are attacking them if we oppose their agenda, and I don't. I don't think that's fair because I think I have a right to, to my belief, and I agree again with a man and a woman uh, in the marriage, is is what it should be because we can, you know, we can create uh, with God and and so on and bring uh, children into this world and 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 be able to bring those children up in, in the right. Um, morals and and teach them but i you know i think you know they look like if we don't accept what they're doing and allow them to, in every opportunity to, to have then they they feel like we're attacking them and and i i don't think that's that's fair because i'm not attacking them i think they're fine to choose what they want to i just i don't have to go along with it is is what i i believe well and remember the church kind of has a different mission than we individually have the church has to really stand up for religious liberties worldwide. Uh, and that's a different discussion maybe than I need to stand up for, you know, marriage and, um, you know, the United States first, etc. I have kind of a different focus. I'm God family country. Uh, and so, right. you know, there's a different mission here. And so let's not attack one another if we're going about our missions the best way we think we can. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm trying to create a separation, honestly, fairly. 
not attack anyone, but highlight where I stand and what my beliefs are. Uh, what do you say to this, Kelly? Uh, I, I say, you know, we're confusing the gospel with the church sometimes, and that's the, the right. problem that we're having. But with this gay marriage thing, it's like trying to call, call apples oranges. You know, come <laughs> up with a different name because it's, it's, not, it's not that thing that we all know what it is. So, but and I cannot understand the church trying to do that and walk it. Mike Lee said, hey, let's clarify this more because I think we're giving away a lot more than we're getting. And, and I think it's just a matter of time till some couple goes to a bishop, a gay couple, and says, hey, I want you to marry us civilly. And then the church is going to have to make some quick decisions and say no more of that at all. And it's just a matter of time until somebody tries to go to the temple and, and do this. Mm-hmm. So I just keep pushing it. And the more things like this happen, the more fuel is put on the fire. Eldon, what do you say, sir? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be a little more harsh and say this is an indication of apostasy. Um, the if, if you read in the scriptures, there's no question that God views um, anything other than a man and a woman forming it. Uh, what, of course, is a real actual marriage is uh, viewed as an abomination. And uh, so, and you've also you can also read that um, the good kings and rulers establish God's law. They don't try to establish things that are described by the Lord as an abomination. And so, to describe something as religious liberty, a, a law that uh, would well, for one thing, has no constitutional authority. Federal government shouldn't be involved in marriage in the first place. But on the other hand, uh, the law establishes and requires uh, states to recognize something that is described as an abomination uh, by the Lord. Uh, and for a church to promote something like that is uh, just just a rebellion against God. Uh, and you know, putting lipstick on a pig to to say that it's um, you know promoting religious liberty is uh, at least in my book that doesn't cut it. Well, and that's you know we all have our own opinions. I think we agree on the fundamentals. The question is how hard do you go against the church? Uh, how hard do you you know? And, and that has a lot to do with whether you believe they're you know prophets and apostles and and this kind of stuff. Um, you know, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believe them to be prophets, uh, apostles, prophets, seers, and revelators. Uh, And so with that, at least for me, I get the point Eldon's making. Can you skip the break, Cameron? I get it and don't disagree at all with Eldon. At the same time, I kind of say, hey, if they are prophets, if they are, you know, prophets, seers, and revelators, uh, there's 15 men up there that run the, the, the church. And if they're all prophets, seers, and revelators, you know, has the Lord told them something that I'm not privy to? Is there uh, information that I don't know? Is there a reason for their decisions, uh, you know, that, that, you know, sound like we're caving, uh, but yet at the same time, uh, you know, if we understood the whole thing or if we knew the Lord told them something or this or that, would we agree or disagree? You know, I don't know that. What I know is there's views all over the Mormon church about this, different opinions from the members, etc. There's views all over the world. I've had friends that email me, and they just simply say, Sam, what in the hell happened here? I don't have great answers, guys. I don't speak for the church. But I can tell you that I stand 
on the fundamental doctrine of one man, one woman marriages. And I stand fundamentally on the doctrine that everything else is a perversion. I completely agree with Eldon, Kelly, and Brian on this point. Uh, but, you know, how hard I should go out to the church, that's another topic. I'm not here to, uh, you know, so it's a very tough balance, Eldon. I don't disagree with you one bit, but it's tough. Yeah, well, we don't know. Uh, but uh, if there is, you know, you would think such a monumental change in policy would be accompanied by some sort of statement that there has been a significant new revelation from the Lord on this issue, uh, which has uh, been, you know, seems like the uh, Lord has spoken on it for uh, for many years. Um, you know, what what that is, what that would be, you'd think uh, that would, you know, want to let the members know about it. Yeah, the problem is what's on the heels of this. So it's one thing to agree, disagree. I don't know what words even to use on this. It's another thing, what's happening in the wake, okay? So we haven't even finalized this bill, this discussion, or the church's stance exactly. And here's the headline for the American Family Association. Disney hires drag star for new Marvel superhero series. Hey, please sign our petition to stop this, says AFA. Well, now it's really tough to know. Hey, do you sign that, you know, petition? A lot of people are concerned when Disney is vowing, right? Months after vowing to increase the percentage of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender characters in its plots, in its productions, children entertainment giant Walt Disney has dragged in a drag queen superstar in the upcoming Marvel superhero series. So there you have it. Uh, the guy's name is Jaron Kai Morel, known professionally as, quote, Shea Clay, a celebrity drag queen and a former RuPaul's Drag Race contestant. Anyway, I just don't even know how to respond to this. But again, so now, you know, a lot of members are going to say, well, man, should I sign that? Maybe the church is for that, too. That, in my mind, is the big problem. I'm going to provide clarity and say, yes, sign the petition. Yes, shut this down to the best of our ability. Companies can do what they want, but we can vote with our dollars. And we need to stand in the culture. We're on the right side of this. Brian? Yeah, you're right. Uh, we need to stand. It's, <clears throat> the adage for me is the fact of I don't think the, um, the doctrine uh, will change. I think, you know, God, he's he set his standard there, what marriage is and, and uh, why it's important for us to follow that direction uh you know I, I think the world though is going to continue to um push the the limit push the line you know let's you know a drag queen and disney and i think if if we continue to support these these uh corporations that are pushing that agenda then then we're kind of we're just you know throwing our money on the fire but I, you know i think satan what's his plan so if it, if we believe in god and christ and and as our Savior, what's Satan's plan? Well, Satan's plan is to uh, slowly lead us to hell. And so if we get on that and, and and slowly, you know, start following those patterns and these patterns and this, I mean, he, he's just, oh, wow, where am I at? Well, holy smoke, look how far down the, the line I am and getting closer and closer to hell because I followed. A, anyway, I, I digress there. But, yeah, it's 
that's Satan's plan, and, and, and look where the world's at. I just signed the petition, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm not hesitant in my beliefs on this. I'm not here to attack the church, and I'm not here to agree with the church on this. I have my own political opinion to which I'm entitled, uh, and I'm sticking with my views. I read you the statement directly from the church, though, uh, so you make up your own mind. Uh, but I'm standing against Disney hiring drag queens to be starring in their movies and films. Uh, and, you know, uh, so I got thank you for signing the petition is what I got back. All right, good. So all I'm telling you is that's my stance, and I'm sticking with it, and I'm not afraid of it, and I'm not – but I'm also not here to bash others. Um, I don't want to divide. I want to unite. And the best way I know how to unite is provide proper leadership without criticism of others, but with clear direction. Uh, Kelly, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think we are being divided because all these little things pop up that take our attention. That who, who cares you know, about Marvel? You do what you want. You're a private business. And and so, you know, I think that's one of the things plans is get us so divided up that we're, we, we don't know which little tiny fire to put out first. And, and we're not looking at the big fire. You know, the house is on fire. Well, this little bush over here is on fire. We better go take care of that. So I think this is part of it, too, is to get us so divided up in, in our attention on these little things that we miss the big picture. And so... Yeah, that's a, a terrible thing, and, 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 you know, the kids are into that, and that's the problem. The youth of today, I, I couldn't imagine going through the, the minefield that they're going through right now. But uh, I think that's what they're just trying to do is just get us all in a in hundred different directions. Eldon? Well, sure. Uh, it is trying, you know, dividing us. Um, disagreement, I would say, is not – necessarily a bad thing um we, we know that uh it seems like every time uh certain people win an election they always say well we need to uni- we need to unite well of course they what what they mean is we need to unite around their agenda <laughs> and uh everybody get in line um not exactly uh, uh the unity that i had in mind either but but certainly uh this is uh, something that you know, it's kind of like the mask type of thing where it, there was always the uncomfortable discussions or potential for that with various people on something that was never going to be a a winning argument either way. People have well, their own feelings. About it is it. a battle. People have their own feelings. And I don't. I don't think Kelly means to dismiss the importance of this. I think kind of what Kelly's saying is, hey, you know what? We can get all derailed with this kind of stuff. And lose mm-hmm. the bigger picture. Um, for example, people are now asking, when is Little Demon coming to Disney Plus? Now, do you guys know uh, the details about the Little Demon character? I don't know if you know Kelly or Brian uh, or Elton. Yeah, the Little Eddie, Demon is a Eddie movie that dope. Disney put together where uh, some woman literally had sex with Satan, got pregnant, and now this child, you know, 14, 15 years later, this little young tween kind of a kid uh, is literally Satan's spawn. Uh, and there's a movie kind of about. Little Demon. So there you have it. Um, what do you want to add to that? The bottom line is it's the culture war discussion, Brian. Yeah, it really is, and I, I agree with Kelly. Is, is there's so much stuff thrown at us? That's that's what I say. Satan, you know, his plan is to clutter our lives so we don't have time for God. We're trying to put out all these little fires and trying to figure out, okay, well, where 
you know, I've just lost X amount of dollars in my, my savings account, or I'm paying more money for food, or I'm, you know, I can't afford a house, or we can't, you know, taxes keep going up. And so there's all these things, and they keep telling us, we keep hearing our president and, and this agenda, oh, things are going to get better, things are going to, well, okay, well, I don't think it is. I think it's going to get a lot worse, and it's going to get better, and that's, you know, my opinion. And so I look at that, and so, you know, but I I hold strong to my beliefs, and I, you know, I continue to pray, and I continue to do my part. And in that sense, I'm, I'm you know, but, but like Kelly says, you know, there's so many fires to put out, and, and uh, I think that's the world we live in. You know, one more well, thing, this little demon. It's very simple. When Disney promotes the little demon and drag queen stars, I vote different with my dollars now, folks. That's all there is to it. Uh, and I right. agree everybody has to do what they want to do. But I'm like I say, I'm not here to criticize everybody. Uh, I am here to provide clear leadership. I say shame on Disney. Uh, I am disappointed in the church because I think they will confuse a lot of people with their stance. I know they want to stand up for religious freedom, and I get that stance. I also get that a lot of people don't know where to go on a lot of these other decisions. Hey, you know, if 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 we want to respect gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender rights, then hey, drag queens and Disney's just fine and good. And if we want to promote that, you know, hey, we can't promote our god over other gods. So you know, Little Demon with its satanic agenda uh, and its quote pedophilia style agenda uh, or whatever. Hey. You know, we can't really be against that because everybody's rights are at stake. See, no, 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 no. We've got to stand in the culture war for God, family, and country in the God-ordained sense, backed by Scripture, backed by God's laws. Okay, and if we're not very careful, we, in our attempt to go along to get along and supposedly be kind, we literally put our values on the bonfire of destruction, uh, Eldon. Yeah, and, you know, we should realize that the— the, uh, the the homosexual lobby, their idea is to end marriage. They want to get rid of uh, marriage in any sense. And so, the, of course, going along with their agenda is just, you know, we're, we're going a step toward that. Uh, it, it, that's not going to, that's not going to end well. We need to be able to see what, what their agenda is and, and, and resist it. So is that, let me ask you, you know, just, you know, and I agree with you, Eldon, what you're talking about, but isn't there agenda to end everything? I mean, let's end police because they have rules and laws that we don't like. Let's end, you know, marriage because it's not the way we like it. Or let's end, what's the next one? I mean, I think that's the agenda is to end everything that we hold sacred. And, uh, you know, and we're we're being attacked. And I I, hopefully, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's part, part of a larger revolution, certainly. Right. There you have it. Uh, Kelly, what, you want to give the final word on this thought here? Well, I think we just need to focus on stuff and realize we're not going to be able to snuff out all of these little flames. And, and, and you're right. That's what I, I mean is that there's just so many things pulling our attention. And, and we have to work on what's important. And, you know, people are going to throw, you know, sticks and stones at us. And are we going to stand up and hold our heads up high? And, and let them know that this is who I'm backing, and that's it, you know. Yeah, it's a great question, Kelly, and what I'm doing know, is I'm like, I heard a guy say, this is the teddy bear Jesus. It's like, no, Jesus is the guy. He comes in and takes care of business. And 
do that. Yeah, I, I agree with Kelly, and and that's why everybody has to kind of make their own call, their own stance of where they stand, based on their gut check, based on their guidance from the Holy Spirit, based on their fundamental understanding of God's laws and scriptures, of God, family, and country. And I believe in the culture war. I need to remain true, true to God-ordained traditional marriage, true to the God-ordained traditional family. Now, does that mean I want to be mean or hate-filled to anybody else? No. People I disagree with, do I want to be hostile? No. But do I want to set a clear, consistent pattern of where I stand and what I'm doing? Absolutely, Uh, Brian. Absolutely. Well, you're right, and that's that's the way I feel too. You know, I'm going to hold. You know, for me and my house, this is the way we believe, and this is the way where we're headed. And and, you know, and, and so I'm not going to fall in line because, you know, perhaps my neighbor's house isn't the same as mine. You know, I. I can still wave at my neighbor and maybe help him and take his trash out or whatever, but I don't have to. I don't have to fall in line with his agenda. And I think that's what you're saying, Sam. Is is the same. We stand for. This is what we stand for, and uh, and we're gonna hold to that. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All kinds of stuff going on in the news, and man, it's tough. It's a tough world we're living in, and I submit to you that it's get a lot get a lot more tough. And uh, I think that one thing that uh, the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the prophet, uh, as Mormons would believe, or members of the LDS Church would believe, uh, Russell M. Nelson, you know, he said, you're going to have to get close to the Spirit, or you're not going to make it in this difficult time. You're going to have to learn to receive God-ordained revelation through prayer. You're going to have to learn to stand on your own two feet and make wise decisions for yourself and for your family and for your loved ones. And we're seeing it, guys. That's for sure. Final words yours, uh, Brian. Well, God bless America. Hold to your rights. We'll uh, follow that, which is true. Um, truth. There's peace in mind if, we, if we're if we prepared. Um, and we don't have to fall in line with the, uh, a false negative or what was the little little devil or little... Anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> man, a little demon there. <laughs> a little demon. We don't have to follow the little demon. Hold to your belief. And by the way, job, just man. just on a doctrinal point, I don't I don't think it's possible for a mortal woman to have sex with Satan and create a child. I don't believe that's possible. So I think it's doctrinally false Amen. as well. I agree. So let's just set the record from a, in my opinion, the beliefs of uh, of what my understanding of Jesus Christ uh, and the doctrine of of the gospel of Christ is and everything else. Christ's atonement can save us all. Let's remember that reality check as well. Eldon, stay with us. Brian and Kelly, thank you so much. I know this wasn't too much on the economy this time, but I appreciate your indulgence. And I will say this, though. The economy is going to track how moral and religious of a people we are. And if we're not moral or religious, the economy is going to tank. And if we turn to God, the economy will be very good. That's just a reality check from an eternal law point of view. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Thanks, guys. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two at two. And Eldon Stahl of the John Birch Society, the new Amer- or JBS.org, thenewamerican.com, field coordinator with me. Phenomenal job as always. He's with me both hours. In the last hour, we talked a lot about the culture war. And we talked about how the Zenit's voting to promote uh, same-sex marriage. And in that bill, again, this is where politicians really have a problem. We got to have one issue, one item at a time bills. Uh, and they don't. In this case, it's religious freedom with gay marriage mixed together. I believe the two bills are at 100% at odds, 180 from one another. And to put them both in the same bill is a disaster. Politicians do this to try to garner support. And the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has doubled down in support of this bill. I personally double down against this bill. Uh, and, you know, I understand the church's viewpoints. I just disagree, that's all, which I'm entitled to do. Uh, anyway, the bottom line is they believe this approach is the way forward as we work together to preserve the principles and practices of religious freedom together with the rights of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender individuals. So we're trying to foster greater understanding. We're trying to respect their rights and religious freedom. I believe you can't do both at the end of the day. That's really the bottom line. I don't believe you can do both at the end of the day. Uh, and th- that's why I cannot go along, Eldon. Yeah, I, I can't go along with that either. I, I mean, uh, the, the supposed right to uh, marry somebody of the same sex, uh, that, that's just a made-up right anyway. That, that, and and if, if there is a right, uh, of course, that should be addressed not by the federal government. Um, really, marriage should be, you know, government shouldn't be involved in marriage anyway. Um, so we've, we've, and it's, we've a, it's a, a dichotomy here because Clarence Thomas has stood up boldly for the same point you're making. Uh, and now that he's on the ropes, they're talking about trying to impeach or get, getting rid of Clarence Thomas, uh, one of the more conservative judges on the court yeah. about this very topic. It's weird to me how the government says, hey, we're not really in charge of abortion. We've had it that way for 60 years or whatever it is. Or, you know, I'm sorry, for 50 plus years and we're wrong. We shouldn't have done it. Now we're going to get rid of it. That's a state issue. And now they're trying to take over marriages. If it's somehow more of the federal government's purview than murdering babies. Uh, See, I don't think so. And I think that's where we're kind of going wrong on this. And that's why constitutionally I can't back this either, because the authority to define marriage is not a federal government authority at all. Eldon. Yeah. And this is kind of problematic for a, a church that has for many years said we should uphold constitutional principles that, uh, it seems to me that uh, there's some people in the leadership that uh, don't understand some basic constitutional principles. And so that, that reflects, of course, um, the, the, on the people at large because, uh, you know, leadership is, is taken from the people at large as well. And so it, if, if we don't demand of our leaders that they uphold these principles, then, uh, of course, they're not going to pay attention to them either. Yeah, so I, I kind of have a problem with this whole thing. But when I see Congress doubling down in defense of this, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and huge organizations doubling down in defense of this, when I see Disney hiring a drag star for their new um, you know releases, when I see Disney promoting Little Demon 
and, and then I see this contrast. You see, hopefully, that people like Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl, Brian Russ, Kelly Finnegan, others were trying to provide clear direction. And I think there's another lady who's trying to do the same thing. Listen carefully to this headline from The Blaze. To those who have tried to assassinate my character, I love you. That's Candace Cameron Bray. Uh, and that's her responding to backlash after saying that her network will keep traditional marriage at the core of their releases. This is really, really interesting in my opinion um, because uh, what happened is she was on Hallmark and did a lot of movies with Hallmark. Great actress, by the way. And then Hallmark tried to create this, quote, drive-by sexual agenda. Let me explain what I mean by drive-by sexual agenda. You know, Rush Limbaugh was well-known for talking about the drive-by media. What they'll do is they'll just basically assault you without warning, without the ability to, to respond. It's just a drive-by. It's just a boom. You're sitting there and you're attacked. Well, that's what would happen now in Hallmark movies. They do drive-by gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, plus, whatever knows agendas. Because you'd be watching a movie. Oh, I don't know. The, let's say it's a 90-minute movie, just for sake of discussion. And about a minute and 40, or an hour and 40 minutes in, hour and 50 minutes in, so you've only got, you know, a third left or something, or 20 minutes left or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, let me start over. An hour and say 30 minutes is the whole movie. So at about an hour in, or an hour and 10 in, um, you would have this scenario where all of a sudden a gay character would just spring up. And it would, it would be uh, casual, but yet in your face. And so the guy would be talking and it'd all of a sudden be like, I don't know. I'll have to check with my husband. Boom. Just assault in your face. Or a girl will be like, I've loved you forever. And the other woman's like, what? Uh, and so it's like a drive-by. It's like an assault. It's like a forced agenda. Well, anyway, Candace Cameron Bure left the network because she felt like that violated her personal values and her Christian beliefs. So now she's with a new network. And I'm going to have to hunt down the name of the new network. Uh, but anyway, so Candace Cameron Bure issued a statement explaining that she loves everyone, including people who attack her online in an attempt to smear her character. Now, I look at uh, Ron DeSantis and his kind response to uh, the attacks of Donald Trump. All he said was, hey, we got things to do. Whenever you're getting things done, you get attacked. Don't worry about it. Move on. Let's work on what we're doing. And now uh, Candace Cameron Bray's response, uh, and now the response that I'm trying to take here, um, Eldon, uh, think about the difference in the vitriol and the division and the hatred and the attacks and the versus the response of Ron DeSantis, hopefully the way we're responding, the way Candace Cameron Bray's responding, uh, et cetera. Interesting di uh, diabolical uh, comparison, right? Yeah, we as we know, the people that tend to, promote or, or talk at least about tolerance and love and all these things that uh, could be some of the most vitriolic people um, when you don't agree with them. They decide to, uh, you know, use all manner of uh, offensive language to try to attack you and, and other methods, sometimes physical violence. So she announced her department, her departure from Hallmark. 
and I'm trying to uh, find where the new, oh, the Great American Family Network. There you have it, the Great American Family Network. So that's good news. She reveals why she left Hallmark and why she's doing what she's doing. And Again, I think that's the right thing to do. I think you vote with your talents. I think you vote with your dollars. But you don't show yeah. hatred. You yeah. don't show anger. You, you respond like she's doing. She just says, look, well, Hallmark, if you're going to go that direction, I'm not with you. Thank you for the wonderful time together. I'm out. She goes and finds a new network. Everybody attacks her. She responds back and says, you know what? I love all of you. You know what? That's Christ's way. That's the way I'm going to roll. And I, you know, there you have it. There you have what do you What do you say, yep. Eldon? I, I really think it's a great example. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's something that, um, you know, sometimes we have to vote with our feet. Sometimes we have to have to say, you know what, I can't be a part of this anymore. If that's the way direction you're going to go. Yeah, she revealed her preference for the Great American Family Network's values and discussed her move. So I, I just think again, that's focusing on. You know, what can she do? How can she play a role? And she can just explain her preference for the great American Family Network's fa- uh, values and discussing her move. I think that's the best way to do it. Here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. Here's what I want to do. Yeah, you attackers, I love you too. Uh, man, I wish we could do a lot more of that, Eldon, because I really think that's where we hold the moral high ground. That's where we can make yeah, the biggest you know, difference. There, there's uh, you could translate this into, for example, you see similar ideas being pushed in the government schools. You know, the most effective, best thing you can do is leave, and sometimes that's that's the appropriate thing. Uh, the children of Israel had to leave Egypt. They were an idol worshiping. Uh, you know, oppressive government that held the people as slaves. That wasn't going to be reformed. At some point, you have to uh, come to that conclusion and vote with your feet and leave. There you have it. There are the answers. And there's things that you have control of. It's one thing that I think a lot of times we don't really recognize or realize or think about as well. You know what? I don't have control over all this. And I feel kind of... uh, sometimes stuck but you know what if you think about it the way i'm talking about you just say look i don't control all that stuff but i do have control over my money i do have control over what i put my stamp of approval on i do have control over my little sphere of influence no matter how big or little that may be right all right when we come back i want to talk about the new american magazine because it's tremendous we'll do it in seconds on your radio.
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's gonna do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl on your radio. Biden admin can't force doctors to tow, quote, transgender line. Judge now rules. Uh, it's a judge from the Northern District of Texas ruling on it. The article's in the New American, written by Michael Tennant. Great article, highlighting another win for us. I know it feels like we don't get any wins, but we do if you pay attention, Eldon. Yeah, yeah, and it's good to have uh, some some good news every once in a while, and there is some out there. It's hard to find, though, isn't it? <laughs> what do you think about this one, though? This is really good when the courts are starting to side with us on some very key issues. Uh, Joe Biden and crew have had their head handed to them on a lot of issues over the last two years. Biden's been at the helm, right? Yeah, he's you know, of course, tried to push the envelope, and sometimes. He doesn't quite do it, does he? I don't know if he doesn't get it or if he gets it completely. He just wants to go ahead and push his agenda, and he figures, hey, I'm going to throw spaghetti on the wall no matter how uncomfortable it is, and I know something will stick. And I don't really care right. as long as I promote enough, you know, some of my agenda will happen. I don't know if he's just thinking that way or if he really doesn't get it. I don't know. But in the end of the day, what matters to me is we're getting some wins. Yeah, and, and sometimes these wins in the in the courts are things where it actually has a longer-term effect because it sets a precedent, or, or uh, now that can work both ways, but it, we can look, we can point back to, for example, uh, Mac versus Prince is probably a good example of that, where Bill Clinton 
he pushed too far. And the Supreme Court said, uh, no, no, you can't just commandeer the the sheriffs, right? I agree. And it took a Bill Clinton to reach over, or, you know, reach too far, violate the law like um, Biden's doing. But it also took a great American to stand up for that win to happen, too. Let's be very clear. It took a win. I mean, it took a real effort, right? Yep. It did. Yep, that's I, right. I think so it's important it, to realize. Two sides. Yeah. That story, of course. Right. All right. We had on Alex Newman here just a couple of days ago, and he's been speaking out boldly uh, about, um, I don't know what you call this forum they went to, basically the United Nations Framework Forum. Uh, and they say at the U.N., religious leaders explain um, the addendum to the Ten Commandments and Third Covenant. Very weird stuff here. We need to dig into this quite a bit, Eldon. Yeah, and, and this has been going on, of course, for a long time at the United Nations. They're trying to undermine or replace or uh, come up with some sort of counterfeit form of uh, God's laws and uh, religion, and so in this particular case, they're, um, you know, they're not they're not trotting out the Ark of Hope like they did with you know the Agenda 21 stuff back in the early 2000s, um, with a, a mock-up of uh, the Ark of the Covenant um, containing some sort of uh, pagan uh, writing, but uh, they, pretty similar though. But now they want to basically marry the Ten Commandments and say, you know, um, we're, somehow we we found uh, you know kind of an amendment <laughs> or set of amendments to the <laughs> Ten Commandments. <laughs> that uh, where where did these come from? I don't know. Other than the uh, uh, so it's hard to understand what this even really means, out um, Eldon, right? Well, in, yeah, in a way, I mean, they, they're just they're broad, ambiguous almost like platitudes or statements that um, either saying, I don't know if you have some in front of you, but that's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, let's see. It, it's really oh. hard to know. So let me give you the headline to kind of put this in perspective. At UN, religious leaders explain addendum to Ten Commandments and Third Covenant. And when you dig into all this, uh, they have a man-made Ten Commandments we're talking about. <laughs> and they have um, kind of an agenda to push all the world's religions into one great world religion and jettison all the differing points and kind of build consensus uh, on what they believe to be uh, kind of a new way forward using the environment or using climate change as the core of all decision-making, so to speak, Eldon. Yeah, and we've had in the past some of our writers write on the idea of a green religion, um, in, in a sense that uh, the the environmental agenda that has uh, uh, overtaken you know uh, many governments has has many forms of what traditionally we would call religion, um, and it shouldn't be too big of a surprise that a organization like the United Nations that's just full of Collectivist, socialist, communist, Marxist—their uh, idea tends to be uh, no religious liberty, but also consolidation of power. Well, this agenda goes along 
right with that. If you're going to say, okay, we need to have some sort of one-world religion that's endorsed by the rulers of the world. Where do you think this goes? When we talk about Ten Commandments, what are they talking about? Because their commandments aren't really like religious or moral in nature. They're more governing-esque in nature, right? Well, certainly, yeah. The Ten Commandments, if you read them, uh, even a a cursory understanding of the Ten Commandments tells you that uh, thou shalt not kill, uh, thou shalt not uh, commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. Uh, Those things stand in the way of uh, the the people that want to rule us, Uh, you know, especially the stealing thing. Uh, You know, the, the socialism, communism, collectivism, they they, they want the power to steal uh, without uh, without obstruction at all. And uh, certainly they want to uh, control the population. Some of that involves actual killing of people, um, honoring your father and your mother. Uh, you know, they want to, uh, through UNESCO, alienate the children from the parents, all that. So um, all of those those principles just make it so... There, if people follow them, they're going to be resistant to their uh, their agenda that they want to push on. I just find it very interesting because, really, if we replace the Ten Commandments with the government's version or the global agenda's version, whatever you want to call it, we're going to jettison. Um, look, the Ten Commandments are about individual relationship with God, individual relationship with your family an individual relationship with your country. Uh, And the Ten Commandments are individual guidelines to help you be self-governed, me to be self-governed. That's what the Ten Commandments are designed to do, to make sure that we're self-governed and that we respect one another, that we realize my rights end where yours begin, etc. So, you know, the thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Now, those are directed, you know, government-wise or country-wise. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Honor thy father and thy mother. You know, these things are related directly to the family. Protect the relationship between husband and wife. Thou shalt not covet. So, you know what? Leave people's family alone. Uh, then, you know, God, love the Lord thy, or, um, I'm sorry, keep the Sabbath day holy, and, and thou shalt have no other gods before me, or love the Lord thy God, uh, love thy neighbors thyself. You know, these are the 10 or slash 12 because the two great commandments. Uh, but we're all back to these these same cores that I'm speaking of. And the reason that these Ten Commandments coming out of general governance via the UN, they want to attack every one of those to sever you from God, family, and country. That's the agenda. Eldon. Yeah, and, and certainly, uh, you know, you, you boil it down to, well, anything that's going to be attacking the Ten Commandments that says, uh, you know, it's okay to have other gods before, before, uh, you know, the God of uh, the Bible, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, and that can be the government. If, if you establish that principle, uh, well, of course, governments are going to, uh, they're going to like that idea that, that uh, there is no other, I guess, power above the government that, that, that they're attracted to. They want power and money. But uh, certainly, uh, this comes out of uh, this comes out of the devil's workshop. You know, if you're going to uh, rebel against the um, the Ten Commandments, 
All right, there you have it. I just find the whole thing disturbing. Uh, and I wanted to put some uh, more effort on it. We had on Alex Newman earlier about this from uh, Egypt. Uh, and it's kind of uh, scary when you really think about what is being reported by Alex Newman and others um, about, you know, hey, they're trying to have doctors force transgenderism. A judge has to stand up and stop it. Now you got it, the United Nations, even, you know, um, outside of the United States or worldwide this religious liberty forcing all religions to kind of the same table for an agreement and understanding is disastrous folks all right when we come back i got we another get out shot of the UN. amen to that quick pause eldon stall sam bushman on your radio your daily liberty newswire you're listening to liberty news radio USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Republicans won a majority of seats in the House of Representatives with a victory in California Wednesday. After two years of Democrat control of both chambers of Congress and the White House, some balance will keep the one-party rule in check for now. Representative Kevin McCarthy. I'm proud to announce the era of one-party Democrat rule in Washington is over. Washington now has a check and balance. The American people have a say in their government. And this new Republican leadership team is ready to get to work to put America back on the right track. The Republicans gaining a majority in the House will change how things get done on the Hill. Nancy Pelosi will no longer be Speaker of the House come January. Katie Lewis from our Midwest Bureau has more on Ms. Pelosi's future. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will announce her future plans on Thursday. Republicans this week managed to regain control of the House after securing the 218 seats they needed in the midterm elections. Her spokesperson said on Twitter that Pelosi will address the issue on Thursday. The second biggest donor to the Democrat Party behind George Soros and founder of the now-collapsed crypto trading company FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried has been hit with a class-action lawsuit by investors alleging he and other high-profile celebrities, such as NFL quarterback Tom Brady, his ex-wife, NBA stars Stephen Curry, Shaq, and others, violated Florida law and made consumers suffer more than $11 billion in damages. This week, during a heavy snowstorm, a plane crash-landed at a Wisconsin golf course about 40 miles outside of Milwaukee. The plane was transporting 53 at-risk adoption dogs. They were from New Orleans and three people. Everyone on board is okay. USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. The 1878 to 1921 Morgan Silver Dollar, a true American classic and one of the most iconic silver dollar coins in history. It's been 100 years since the last Morgan Silver Dollar coin was struck for circulation. And now, for a limited time only, full pound bags of original U.S. government struck Morgan dollars are being released to the public. That's right. You can own a full pound of 1878 to 1921 classic American Morgan Silver Dollar coins, all in very good collector condition with fully visible dates and mint marks. 
guaranteed. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure collector-grade U.S. Morgan Silver Dollars by the pound, struck during the Wild West and the Gilded Age. Plus, receive a bonus American Collector's Pack, valued at over $25, free with every order. Call 1-800-473-1745 now to secure your full pound bag of Morgan Silver Dollar coins before they are gone. 1-800-473-1745. That's 1-800-473-1745. All right, Eldon Stahl, Sam Bushman on your radio. Eldon uh, is talking about Greg Abbott. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I should say the John Birch Society is the new American. The author of this article, James Murphy. And it says Greg Abbott invokes invasion clauses in bid to halt illegal immigration in Texas. Now, some are saying it's short of a, quote, invasion declaration, uh, but others are saying, no, he invoked the constitutional clauses. Either way, we've been waiting for Greg Abbott to stand up, but he hasn't done so. I think he was afraid to do so before the election, sadly. But now he's done so, and it's at least some good on the horizon there as well, Eldon. Yeah, it's good that he's bringing this up. At, at the very least. Now, how much he follows through with it, um, you know, that's kind of an open question at this point. Can't predict the future. But uh, it does open up the possibility of involving the National Guard and uh, some of the Texas uh, law enforcement to actually, um, you know, enforce the border. Uh, because as we know, the Biden administration has been uh, uh, not only bad, but uh, terrible, uh, abominable in their um you know, protection of the international border with Mexico. Um, but, yeah, this is, uh, you know, in, in a, I would say, a good sign at least. Um, certainly hope that the people of Texas will uh, push Governor Abbott to um, follow through on this and put actions uh, behind these words. There you have it. I don't really know how to respond to this except for I support it. I wish that he would have spoke out sooner and more boldly, but I guess we'll take what we can get at least. And, you know, I'm not really for uh, the Republicans uh, shipping uh, illegals uh, through the interior of the country because I think that it's unconstitutional for them to enter, and it's really unconstitutional for governors and uh, et cetera to be shipping them around the country. They're doing it to try to show how difficult this is and how it's overwhelming every system in our society and everything else, they're getting their point across to some degree. Uh, the problem is they're aiding and abetting illegal activity along the way is the problem that I have, uh, Eldon. So I appreciate um, Greg yeah. Abbott, Governor Abbott, standing up on this. I'm a little hesitant to go along with how the mainstream Republicans and or you know even some of our group, Ron DeSantis or whatever else, uh, Greg Abbott, I- I'm really concerned about how they're going about it because I don't, I don't think they're going about it the right way. He should have had a declaration of emergency and a declaration of um, of an invasion first uh, instead of just shipping illegals around the country first. So that's kind of my comments. What do you say to that? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, certainly uh, the idea of shipping them to uh, sanctuary cities, uh, that uh, they're smart, you know, as far as the PR or the media goes. Uh, but, yeah, does it does it solve the problem? Well, n- not really. 
Uh, it's innovative. It's something that, uh, you know, gets people's attention and, call, and exposes people as hypocrites and all that. But, um, no, it doesn't really enforce the border because then they're still within the country. <laughs> they're still uh, causing potential problems just possibly in some, somewhere else. Uh, so certainly, you know, we, we need to deal with the problem, the root of the problem. Uh, and part of that is realizing that there are people in charge in our country that want to merge our country with uh, the rest of the world, politically, economically, socially. Uh, of course, that would undermine our uh, way of life. That would uh, undermine the sovereignty and the independence of the United States and, uh, and of course, our, our freedoms and our prosperity, all of those things. Um, so there's, there's a larger picture at hand with this immigration um, and immigration is being used as a uh, revolutionary tool rather than something to build up our country. Well, yeah, I agree with that. And I also uh, believe that there's a lot of Americans, vote fraud or not, who back that agenda. Look, the Republicans didn't do very well. The Democrats did very well. You could chalk some of that up to election fraud, and I think there's truth there. But you can't blame it all on election fraud, though. If there was overwhelming Americans saying, no, close the border now, we don't want this, it would have been stopped, and you couldn't. If there's enough support for or against something, you can't vote fraud your way out of it. What I mean is, you can vote fraud close elections yeah. fairly easily. But you know what? If 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 300 million Americans said no, you know what? We're not going to tolerate this. It would stop. But it's just a very very tiny minority that even seems to be concerned about this, Eldon. Well, in some ways it might might seem that way, but, uh, you know, a lot of it uh, as well comes into play. Of are these, how well are people organized? Um, and do they understand the, um, the source of the problem? If, if people don't understand what is going on, uh, the agenda, and what to do about it, and how to organize, then, of course, a, a smaller number of people that are well organized and informed and uh, just dedicated to their cause, their agenda, they're going to win the day, even though they have a smaller number. You bring up a valid point, and I completely agree. We're not organized, but we're not engaged enough either to the level we need to be. For example, we had the red pill last week. I talked about how incredible it was in many, many, many ways, but I talked about the crowd being small, too. Uh, but, Eldon, you have kind of an update and an opinion on your view of the uh, Red Pill Ex uh, Expo update, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting uh, thing. We we were able to give um, the John Birch Society, we had an event uh, right before the Red Pill started. Um, Gilbert Griffin, who's, uh, I believe, the chairman of Red Pill, something like that uh, at this point, um, recognized him for his... Uh, Call it a lifetime achievement award. He, he had been part of the John Birch Society for many years. Uh, you can look up his video. Uh, we are, let's see, this is the John Birch Society. Very good video from back in the 60s. Um, but it it was it was kind of neat to see all these different groups that uh, actually had at some point over time been <laughs> seems like influenced by the John Birch Society. Uh, not not all of them, but. <laughs> um, 
Uh, for the most but, part, uh, anybody with any influence in America today who stands up for God, family, and country, stands up for the Constitution and the proper role of limited government, every one of them has been influenced for the positive by the John Birch Society. There's just no debating it. Yeah, yeah, certainly the influence has, has gone, you know, over the years, uh, the cumulative effect has been has been uh, amazing to, to witness, although, uh, you know, you, you kind of have to uh, sometimes know what to look for, but... <laughs> But, yeah, it is really neat to see that. Yeah, I just cannot underestimate the value the JBS and the New American has brought uh, to the table. And even times when people question them or go, oh, are you sure? Uh, they turn out right. They turn out their research is, is legendary and stellar, uh, et cetera. So, uh, you know, let's be very clear about that. I am a big fan of the JBS. I will never back down from that no matter how much heat or attack I take. Uh, there have been true heroes that have gone before me that have uh, died in the defense of uh, the JBS uh, as well, regardless of the attack. So we've got to remain vigilant and strong and defend what's right, good and moral, that's for sure. Now, one of the things that concerned me, though, is G. Edward Griffin did get up and speak Saturday night. And he made some comments that really concerned mm. me. He talked about possibly opening the doors to changing the Constitution. Oh, I guess I, should. I was at the booth, so I didn't hear those. Uh, fill me in. So he didn't really say, let's change the Constitution. He didn't really call for a con-con. He didn't do any of those things. But he kind of opened up the door that, hey, the Constitution's not perfect, and it's kind of failing us, and there's some things we could consider doing to make it stronger. And although I don't disagree with that general premise, I disagree with making those points because it's the last thing we need to do is try to improve the Constitution. Okay. It reminds me if, if you've got a problem and one person's 1% of the problem and the other one's 99% of the problem, and you go to the percent 1% person and start working on that, you know, I don't mean to be rude, you're just wasting your time. Okay? And the same thing is true with this. Look, the Constitution is not perfect. I'll, fir I'll be the first to acknowledge it. I mean, it was created in a day where there was literally slavery. Okay, so let's be clear we're not defending that or saying it's perfect. But what I'm saying to you is that without a moral and a religious people, there's nothing that can improve it. And if we have a moral and a religious people and we obey it to the T, uh, we'll have very few problems to debate. So uh, I think it's a misplaced assessment uh, because of the opening up of the minds to do that. If he got, let's say that G. Edward Griffin was the only guy to submit one or two things, it might be great. It might improve things. The mm -hmm. problem is the second you open it up and put your one or two good things in there with the likes of who's on the planet today and the influence they have, and the uh, lack of morality and religion that they that are that's at the helm, um, you'll get one or two good things in there, and then three gazillion bad things, and before you know it, it's completely off the rails. And that's the problem yeah, with con, you know, con. That's the problem with um, you know all these amendments. Look, we've got a ton of amendments on the books, and every one of them that are good are under attack, and all the ones I get rid of seem to be left alone. See what I mean? So we're not gonna. When we come back, we'll have Eldon respond. Uh, to this. Uh, but I'm very concerned with even those suggestions because I think we're focusing on the wrong issues and the wrong problems, and it leads to no good. Restoration of the greatest country in the world depends on the supreme law that got it that way in the first place. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live with Eldon Stahl. JBS.org. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. 
Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, back with you live, Sam Bushman, Eldon Stahl on your radio. There's a lot going on, Eldon, but I'm I'm telling you, I think we need to remain vigilant. And I really am hesitant when people, I I know they're just trying to be honest and candid about the Constitution, but my fear is they're going to end up doing more damage than good. Because the second you start getting people to think about, hey, you know what, the Constitution's not perfect. America's got problems. You know? It's great to acknowledge that, okay? But if you go too far, you almost undermine real solutions. And where do we go if we start adding things to the Constitution? Where do we go if we create a con-con? Where do we go if we double down and say, yeah, I think we got to just secede from the Union there? Now, where where do we go with this <laughs> <Right>. talk, Eldon? <laughs> yeah, you need to really think things through before you start put, putting forward uh, – you know, solutions that uh, you're going to try to get people to rally around. And, uh, you know, I, I can, uh, I'm, of course, not the person that says, hey, the Constitution should never be amended. Uh, you know, the people that push for a constitutional convention, they'll say, well, you're against Article 5. Well, actually, no, we should have the ability to amend the U.S. Constitution. Uh, but we shouldn't um, do some fake amendments like the progressive wants. Uh, with a process that's outside the U.S. Constitution. Uh, but, you know, the John Birch Society, we supported uh, the what they called the Liberty Amendment back in the day. This was an amendment that would uh, get rid of the 16th Amendment, the Income Tax Amendment. Uh, of course, we still have the 16th Amendment. But, you know, the process of, of changing the U.S. Constitution is very difficult. And it just makes it so you've got to have a very robust educational campaign, uh, a very large, um, you know, marketing, you might say, 
of an idea before it actually becomes part of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, so the people have got to the people have got to demand it. Uh, and even if you do amend the Constitution, you've got to enforce it. You've, you've got to have people understand and demand that it be adhered to once it's added to the U.S. Constitution. So, um, you, you know, you got to think those things through before you're going to say, oh, okay, let's let's go and amend the U.S. Constitution as, uh, you know, an immediate solution to our, our problem. Um, how that might work out, you got you got to have that in mind. There you have it. There's so much to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. But we're about out of time, too. Uh, but I want to focus on a couple of final stories before the end of the hour. The first one talks about FBI Director Chris Ray gets trapped and proves January 6th was a setup Ben Armstrong with the New American. And this is a fascinating um, tale because at the end of his podcast and commentary on this, there's a whole list of videos with groups that have stood up and have caught Chris Ray, caught the FBI, caught all those people in their lies. And when the Epic Times really doubled down and released their film, basically talking about the other side of the January 6th reality, we begin to learn the truth. This is great stuff, Eldon. Yeah, yeah, the truth is slowly coming out. It, it, you really have to get people that, uh, in some of these hearings, that they know how to they've really thought how to ask these questions and the follow-ups and the words to use and, and what if he says this, what, how do I respond and et cetera, to finally get them cornered so that they admit that, okay, okay, well, uh, maybe you're right. <laughs> All right. I, I, I just think about Ben Armstrong's reporting on this, and I think, you know what? We need somebody to put uh, the right information uh, in front of us all in a, in, a, in a single page. That's one thing that WorldNet Daily has done really well and the New American has done really well is basically take subjects that a lot of us report on as, as it kind of unfolds, but then you guys go back and do the definitive, and they put it out in uh, the New American magazine with a whole, you know, um, um, I don't know, episode or a whole um, magazine or whatever you want to say, issue, sorry, issue dedicated yep. to that cause and just absolutely nail it. Uh, and that's what's kind of going on with some of this stuff, where Ben Armstrong really highlights a lot of the details where it's all in one place. If you want the definitive, if you want to get cut up in a hurry, if you want to share it with others, boom, it's all in one just killer spot for you. And that's what Ben Armstrong has done with that article is primarily the reason I bring it up because we've covered a lot of the pieces of it but we've needed somebody to put it all in one spot where you can just double down and show it. It, it, that it's just incredible. The new American.com final store of the hour is going to be busy lame duck session ahead for Congress writes David Kelly in the new American boy. Howdy is he spot on Eldon? It's going to be busy. They're going to try to sell us South, aren't they? Yes. The Democrats are on their way out in the house. As far as the majority, it looks like, and uh, they want to try to get everything, pretty much every bad thing that uh, you could imagine, passed before they uh, are uh, unceremoniously dismissed from their leadership roles. What do you think we do? What do you think are the big issues to watch for? Uh, well, there's some on the spending, the budget. Uh, there's uh, the, well, 
I guess we mentioned the uh, Respect for Marriage Act. That's um, not true yet. Um, there's the National Defense Authorization Act. So there's there's a number of them that are kind of larger items. I think there's several issues we need to really watch out for, but more climate change agenda, uh, I believe will be one of the, probably the biggest issues, I would have to say. Uh, I think that's one issue they're going to push on hard. Uh, I also think that they're going to play a lot of games, uh, maybe with health care. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been kind of percolating, if you will, uh, I think they're going to try to hammer through. So uh, raising the debt ceiling again, isn't that coming up? Right, right. Yeah, that's coming. So, you know, I, I just think you're going to have more of the same on steroids, kind of, <laughs> kind of an idea. I also wonder if they'll push through something related to gun control. Possibly. Um, it seems like they always wait till uh, you know, it's a few days after some uh, shooting <laughs> to try to push yeah. that. They always have something waiting in the wings. Or it'll be right, you know, before they, uh, you know, leave for the last time. What do you think is going to happen for 2024? Donald made his announcement. I know everybody thinks Donald's great or they hate Donald. They're either the love or the hate Donald group. Uh, the nation's so divided. I'm not in the love or hate Donald group, by the way. I'm a constitutionalist, and I base things on principle, not on people, not on fame, not on fortune, not on – it's all based on principle. And so when Donald does something good, I applaud him, Eldon. And when he does something not good, I speak out and explain why I say that it's not good. Okay, so when, when Donald attacks DeSantis, I think it's a bad move. It's a bad look, Don. Stop it. Uh, when Donald Trump says he wants to protect the border, I commend him and support him. Uh, when Donald Trump says he wants to uh, you know, stand for pro-life – I commend him. Good work, Donald. I agree. Uh, so, you know what? I don't really look at people uh, that I want to back. I look more at principle. And if you're on the right side of principle, then I stand with you. And if you're on the wrong side of principle, I'm sorry, but you've parted ways with what uh, I believe we should be, where we should be sitting. Um, what do you think of that approach? And what do you think about 2024? Well, I think that's a great approach. Uh, unfortunately, I've observed that many people aren't, you know, they don't have the, uh, uh, the foundation, uh, so far as educationally, uh, to be able to stand on principle above uh, personalities and parties. And so the default ends up being often personalities and parties, which is uh, a much more sandy foundation. Uh, so I recommend, you know, go through the Constitution as a Solution series. Go through, uh, you know, our Bill of Rights series. Um Understand some of these basic principles. Watch a uh, 29-minute overview of America online. And, uh, you know, these are all videos that uh, you can watch, look up for free. Uh, and then you can, you know, at least have some foundation to be able to see, hey, this is a good policy or bad policy and not be so caught up with the personalities of, oh, I like the way this person talks or the way they look and et cetera, et cetera. Those are just you know, superficial thing. So every, yeah, we should all be uh, policy or, or principles based rather than uh, just caught up with, you know, this or that person. There you have it. I, I, all I can tell you is we need to really realize folks, <laughs> there's a lot that we can do. I know a lot of people feel like their hands are tied. But you know what? You can really help educate those around you. 
You can really help uh, by voting, by standing in the gap. I think voting election issues should be one of our biggest focus issues. Okay? They say we have this without evidence, but now more and more people are getting arrested, folks, which proves we are on target. Now, as the CEO of the CSPOA, we're going to be releasing a kind of a help doc. It's kind of a summary flyer, if you will, uh, kind of a brochure, a pamphlet on what you can do dealing with election fraud in your area. What do you need to do? What do you want to focus on? What do you think is the key? What? And we're going to give you our view of what we think you ought to spend your time on. I don't have time to cover it now, but I we will be releasing that shortly. Uh, and it has to do with paper ballots. It has to do with same-day voting. It has to do with all the things that you know. But we're trying to put it into a single document to where we can spread it everywhere. Hopefully it'll go viral, right? We've got to work on that. That's our pledge. We will work on rebuilding trust in the United States elections. Remember, the value of political stability depends on it, folks. That's really the bottom line. So we're going to be doing that, Eldon. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's, it's a short know. 12-step program, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is. It's about what we need, right? Yeah, we've got to have a 12-step program for election fraud. We're all too addicted to the scandal and the vitriol and the hatred and the um, yeah, hang around your TV all day to see what latest uh, shenanigans they're going to do. Now. And, you know, you got to get off that, you know, this 12-step program for solutions, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm talking about. And uh, that's what will be <laughs> one of the big things we'll be working on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're flat out of time. There's so much to discuss. There's so little time really to dig into it all. But I'm telling you right now, um, the Epic Times, WND.com, TheNewAmerican.com, some of my favorite magazines for news. Okay, they just do a great job, those three. WND.com, The Epic Times, and The New American. Not, not necessarily in that order either. They're all three just equally good. I monitor those three like big time because I believe that's where the movers and the shakers are really making the biggest difference uh, today. Then I monitor several other news services as well, but those are the top ones that I spend my time on. Eldon, do you have anything to add to that? Well, um, in kind of like the Epic Times been doing, we we just hired a marketing firm, so you'll start uh, seeing some uh, some really good ads and promotions of the New American, and uh, you know, building our, our subscription base. Uh, so that'll be a really neat thing to see. All right, great news, ladies and gentlemen, as wonderful people work together to defend, to protect, and to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. Let's help America become a light on a hill again, shall we? For Eldon Stahl, Kelly Finnegan, Brian Rust, and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. America.